0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile visit your neighborhood store to
1: make the switch today
0: say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com.
1: Good morning, everyone. It's the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. A lot to talk about, as usual, given the time of year. Uh, what a difference two days makes, because now we've got a series on our hands here with the Yankees and Astros being tied up at two. Uh, thrilling comeback by the Yankees last night. I, unfortunately, was at the Rangers game last night at MSG, so I had to re-watch... Uh, uh, the highlights, uh, to catch-up on uh, everything, and then uh, try to catch a bit of a replay this morning. But, you know, you know, in terms of what I saw in the game, uh, uh, quite a bit happened during the Yankees game. Uh, but the overall theme I got out of this was just uh, in terms of, and it's been a story with this Yankees team throughout, was just they don't really give up in spots. I mean, Sonny Gray pitched well, had a couple of bad breaks. Sterling Castro had a miserable day in the field, but, you know, the team never got down on itself, and it, they didn't seem to quit in, the, uh, in spite of the three errors and just kept plugging away, and, you know, they got an opportunity with A.J. Hinch panicking a bit and pulling Lance McCullers out a bit too early, in my opinion, uh, but, uh, you know, decision was made that uh, he was only going to go the six innings and not exceed 90 pitches. He was only at 81, so... I get it, because they didn't want to pull him out in the middle of an inning, but still, uh, just seemed to be a bit premature, since he was rolling, and the uh, Yankees really didn't have an answer for him. Uh, we got to the bullpen, uh, we touched up Will Harris again, so, you know, even from that initial uh, a flurry in game one where we got to Harris, it's just carried over for the rest of the series, so... I just think we get, uh, we, we kind of have him. Uh, we, uh, the Yankees have uh, uh, themselves in uh, his head right now, and he's a, he's in a bit of a funk. So, you know, you got to take advantage of that. So, uh, coming into tonight, you got uh, Tanaka going up against Keiko. Keiko dominated at home this year, not as much on the road. So, you have an opportunity. I mean, but Keiko has done it before to the Yankees in the postseason at the stadium. So, uh, again, this is far from over uh, and is quite a bit of a hole that the Yankees have to uh, manage their way out of because uh, uh, between uh, uh, Keiko and Verlander, uh, they, they both sh- uh, should be fine for uh, the next two games. Uh, so Keiko gets stuck here in Yankee Stadium, Verlander uh, gets the following game uh, in game six. Uh, with the Astros looking to close it out if they were able to prevail here today. So, in terms of uh, the overall dynamic that I uh, saw out of uh, uh, the matchup last night, you know, again, uh, Judge and Sanchez are starting to get going, so uh, that is absolutely needed. The Yankees were pretty much close to the magic number I gave of seven runs needed to uh, kind of get past the Astros uh, per game. Uh you know, so far, the knock on wood, the Astros uh, offense has not been there. But, you know, I still expect it to wake uh, wake up sooner than later. So, you know, just something to bear in mind that the Astros hitters are not going to be sub-Mendoza line in terms of batting average the entire way through this series. So uh, I, I definitely think uh, the Yankees are going to have to be conservative in terms of uh, some of their uh, Pitch selections, but you know, even with some of the moves Girardi made last night in terms of Romine being behind the plate to give uh, Sanchez a mental break and uh, improve the defense, still didn't work out because Romine had a pass ball. He, he uh, was also involved in the in a catcher's interference play, so there were issues with Romine too. So uh, I I do think uh, Sanchez will be behind the plate again today but we'll see uh, about that once the official lineup cards are released uh, hours later. So uh that's uh what I had for the AL on the NL side uh just kind of looking at this series with the Cubs and Dodgers. Uh it's it's increasingly hard to see how the Cubs are going to figure out a way of managing this series because again, Verlander was the most dominant pitcher Of the postseason thus far. And you know. He's going to be relatively fresh. uh, uh, For any future action. In this series. So again. This is one of those situations where. Yankees just have to stay the course of what they're doing. But if I'm the Astros. I I realize I just kind of. Punted a game last night. Where we were up. And had a chance to wrap this series up in five. Now you let the Yankees back in it. And we've got a series again. So uh you know very exciting times for the New York City area so we'll see how it goes uh now going over to the NL side uh you know between the Cubs and Dodgers there's, there's been very little evidence to suggest that the Cubs are remotely close to making a comeback in the series uh from my perspective the biggest issue has been the overall lack of offense from the Cubs lineup uh, in terms of uh, where they've been, the Cubs aren't hitting, the Dodgers pitching, and the Cubs' uh, pitching staff it's not going long enough in the series. The bullpen has been shaky. Carl Edwards Jr., erratic at best, uh, to put it mildly. It, just quite a few holes for Joe Madden to patch up right now. And being down 0-3, it, you know, I expect the Cubs to – at least make a good show in Game Four, come back strong to uh, win a game, and maybe uh, try to avoid getting uh, eliminated at home in Wrigley. But you know, top to bottom, it's uh, it's hard to make uh, a case where the uh, uh, the Cubs are remotely close to. Uh, doing what they need to do uh, uh, to win this series. I mean, from uh, my perspective here is, you know, the Dodgers lineup is, uh, even without Corey Seager, has been outperforming the Cubs, which should never happen. Uh, You know, the Cubs can't seem to get anything going from the leadoff spot. You know, it's just once you're struggling that much uh, up top, uh, they can't figure out a way of getting Schwarber's back going. And once you uh once you're in that uh position already, you're relying on Bryant Rizzo Contreras to carry the offense. And Contreras is already banged up. He took uh he took a shot right off the forearm uh, because of a cross up. So uh he, he's he's nicked up and it's a lot to carry for just two guys uh as we've seen in the postseason. I mean, the Nationals ran into that problem. And, you know, the Cubs are basically playing with house money at, at this point. I mean, the Nationals should have won that uh, last series. But, you know, it is what it is. The Cubs are uh, took advantage of the situation they were in and uh, made it through the championship series. But I just don't see them having the ammunition to keep up with the Dodgers at this point. So, uh, you know, that it is what it is. But uh, my biggest uh, distinction that uh, – I would uh, say for the Dodgers going forward is just you know figure out what you can do to help Clayton Kershaw move along because that's the biggest impediment to the Dodgers right now is the fact that they their number one is still very shaky. So we'll see uh, how he looks the rest of the series. But that's the only thing I I would say is like now you can actually start getting uh, your starters ready for the World Series and lining up. The rotations, yes, is it being presumptuous? Uh, saying that, yeah, but you know, realistically, you're sending yourself the Cubs lineup has been stifled throughout, and my pitching staff's held up with the bullpen excelling. Uh, again, because uh, you know, uh, time and again, it, it's it's coming down to uh, Morrow, uh, kind of getting the job done. Uh, Watson's been good. And Kelly Jensen shut down the door. I mean, the, you know, he he didn't even need to come into the game, but they just wanted to get him some work, and he just blew the doors off uh, the Cubs in 12 pitches and he got the two strikeouts. So, again, not not much wasted effort uh, on the part of the Dodgers. So, if I'm the Cubs, it's, a, it's very much uh, a panic time, uh, in my opinion, because it, they have to figure out a way of, getting some runs across, across the board, and uh, they're running out of time. So uh, that's all I've got for uh, Major League Baseball. In the NBA, we had uh, the start of the NBA regular season. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we had a uh, severe injury happen to Gordon Hayward, uh, uh, Frank, uh, fractured uh, uh, tibia and uh yeah, so he fractured the tibia and dislocated his uh, left ankle. I mean, you can see the break, and I would not suggest anyone actually watch this, if unless you are somehow interested in seeing more morbid scenes. It, it was uh, about as much everyone just looking away as soon as humanly possible. Once you see that break happen and you see the leg bent in an uncomfortable position uh so you know your best wishes for Gordon Hayward I mean it was a great story with him at a butler and working his way through Utah developing himself into a superstar type of player that was going to be starting to get uh national recognition I mean people in basketball circles following him knew what he could do but uh he hadn't really gotten much uh attention out in utah so this was going to be the breakout year for him and you know it it, it's a lost season uh, to say the least so uh you hope for the best where he recovers uh from a fantasy perspective since i have to offer advice in that uh arena uh you know you're looking at replacements on the celtics uh the beneficiary uh technically would be jason tatum on the on the Celtics, uh, just uh, as a, uh, the immediate replacement and getting playing time, but uh, you know, it's just a very uh, unfortunate situation there. That's all I can say about that. Uh, in terms of actual score lines last night, uh, what you had was uh, uh, essentially the. Uh, uh, uh yeah, you you essentially had the Warriors dropping their home opener to the Rockets. Uh Rockets uh, ended up getting uh, uh a breakout uh, uh late uh, uh late in the fourth quarter. So uh this was uh, already already time when most people were in bed. Uh Rockets made a late charge, uh, Warriors uh just kinda let that one get away from them and uh Kevin Durant was unable to get a shot off in time. So I mean, from the NBA perspective regular season wise there's nothing new that you're not. Uh, you're gonna hear from me that it's gonna surprise you. It's still gonna be Warriors, Cavs, most likely at the end of the day. The question was, could Boston make a serious challenge in the East to come playoff time for the Cavs? And you know, with this injury to Hayward, uh, the answer is resounding. No, but uh, you never, you never know in the NBA world something could could happen, you do, You would never want for something like that to happen because, you know, losing star players is never a good thing for a league or, or healthy. So, that's what I got for the NBA. Uh, as far as the NFL, uh, you know, you still have the ongoing situation uh, with uh, the Packers trying to figure out what to do with uh, the Aaron Rodgers injury. The stories are that Brett Hundley is still expected to be the uh, backup and just uh, work the team reps, So that's the direction they're going in. Uh, you know, interested party listening to that news would have been Colin Kaepernick, uh, still looking to sign off with an NFL team. And he's gone the extra route of napalming every relationship in the NFL at this point by hiring an attorney and pursuing a... Uh, federal charge of collusion against the league. Now, the issue here uh, is that technically if by some way uh, Kaepernick can prove collusion uh, exists, there is a provision in the collective bargaining agreement uh, that the NFL and the Players Association signed in 2011 that uh, establishes that the uh, CBA could be dissolved. If any uh, uh, if any account of, uh, account of collusion could be proven uh, uh, on the grounds, so there technically is a case to be made here uh, where you could uh, make it uh, make an argument that collusion exists, but it's about what you can actually prove. The issue for Kaepernick is that he and his attorneys his attorneys rather uh, need to be able to provide. Evidence that there was some type of email, voicemail, some type of uh, transcript showing that NFL owners were actively involved in trying to keep him out of the league. Now, uh, obviously this case just started, but, you know, that type of information will require uh, inside access to an organization to figure out what was going on and also to have uh, documentation of such uh, events uh, occurring and what was said. So, uh, you know, again, it's about not what you know, but what you can prove. Do, do I believe that Kaepernick should be playing in the NFL with some of the, the backups that are in the league? Absolutely. Do I think uh, a lot of the media's uh, focus on saying that he's a distraction is just a smokescreen? Yeah, pretty much. But trying to make the case that this is collusion, that is responsible for him still being unemployed, that's a very tough sell because you can't, uh, unless you have hard, concrete evidence showing that a person in decision of power at these teams all made comments and references to uh, the situation to hint that no opportunity would be there. That's where uh, I felt uh, uh, the... Yeah, the, the suit had to be made uh, I just think it pretty much effectively ends uh, Kaepernick's uh, playing career though uh, because at this stage no team is going to sign him with this outstanding lawsuit in, uh, in place and to be fair the most recent example of a collusion case uh, being attempted and failing and you know Not too many people remember this, but, you know, it happened. Uh, It goes back to Barry Bonds. Uh, So, you know, Barry Bonds uh, in the 2013 uh, season uh, basically was applying to every Major League team trying to get back in the league because he was still a productive hitter. He was clearly a DH player, but not even a team like the Devil Rays which needed hitting would sign Barry Bonds and you know the arbitra- uh the court ruled against Bonds in that case uh because there was no uh line of evidence uh, dictating that teams were expressly told not to sign Barry Bonds and you don't actually need to have all 30 teams to prove the case you just need at least two or uh two or three teams uh, with evidence stating as such that uh, they're not going uh, to uh, sign him. So uh, that's where Kaepernick is at this point. He's trying to find the evidence. But, you know, it r- reminded me that with all these other th- uh, teams uh, involved, you know, maybe someone was stupid enough to leave a memo or publish something. Uh, normally I would suggest some, a team like the Redskins or the Browns but, you know, even that's a stretch. Uh, so I, I just think that this is a more of a publicity stunt with Kaepernick trying to use this as leverage to get a settlement offer since he knows he's not going to be playing in the league uh, at this point uh, given that he wants to be a starter and no team's going to give him a chance at that based off of uh, the political activism. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's one of those situations where if you truly believe you're wrong, why wouldn't you fight for everything that you believe is owed to you? So uh, there's the flip side to the uh, the argument there. So uh, in terms of uh, the fantasy impact for Aaron Rodgers owners, you know, I'm looking at uh, I would suggest looking at the waiver wires to see if you have a shot at Alex Smith or Carson Palmer. Uh, You know, obviously you could pick up Brett Hundley, but uh, I think he's just going to be the placekeeper uh, uh, in terms of the quarterback spot and that they're going to run the ball more with Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones, who are healthy uh, right now for the uh, Packers, who are missing uh, two offensive tackles. So I think running the football is going to be uh, tantamount for the Packers offense going forward, and then they'll use the play action Uh, try to get uh, Jordy uh, uh, Nelson free as well as uh, Devontae Adams. So that's what I have uh, uh, right now. In terms of a couple of matchups you want to keep your eye out for uh, this weekend, you got the uh, Pats and uh, Falcons Sunday Night Football. Uh, That should be a high-scoring affair, so lots of fantasy impact there. Uh, But uh, I'll get into... The rest of week seven uh, later on in the week. But for now, uh, have a good day to everyone and uh, enjoy the game uh, today.
0: talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought-after role on the field celebrity QB featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss